Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Landon. And this is In Their 20s, a web series where we interview the most influential people to give you the best advice in your 20s. So we just wrapped up our interview with Jewel Burks. Uh, she's an amazing entrepreneur, um, originally starting her first company, Part Pick, in her early 20s, which she sold to Amazon um, in her mid-20s, which is insane. She now is the head of Google for Startups at Google, uh, where she helps and gives many resources to younger entrepreneurs. Um, and on top of that, because she just stays so busy, uh, she has her own venture capital firm uh, where she also is investing in companies and giving those companies resources to change the world. One thing I really liked about Jewel is before she even goes to someone else for help, she tries it herself. So let's go ahead and jump into that interview. But before we do, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button down below and leave a comment on if you like Jewel's interview. So let's go ahead and jump right in with Jewel. How's your week going? It is so far so good, I can't complain. So we're super excited for this interview. You did so many amazing things in your 20s. We really wanna start at the beginning um, and throughout the interview, um, you know, we'll go over a lot of the different projects and amazing things that you've worked on. But from the start, what drove you to becoming an entrepreneur and who inspired you to start your own company? Yeah. So I was driven to become an entrepreneur really because that's what I was exposed to growing up. Uh, both my parents are entrepreneurs. So I grew up watching them build businesses, watching them fail in business, watching them succeed. Um, and so, you know, when I thought about what I wanted to do when I grew up, I really just was attracted to um, what I saw from them. And I saw them, especially my mom, I saw her having flexibility with her time. I saw her kind of being a community leader and that kind of came from her business. So that's something that was interesting to me growing up. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel like ever from a young child, I felt I wanted to become an entrepreneur. You did hit this critical stage in becoming like that full-on entrepreneur where you kind of had to choose between education or continuing uh, to start up PartPick, which was one of your first companies. What made yeah. you want to choose to go with PartPick, oh, even though you knew that the MBA would have been very helpful to you as well? What made you kind of choose PartPick over the MBA? Yeah, so that one... That was a tough decision. And I will say I was getting coaching at the time. So I was in a program called MLT, um, MBA prep. And my coach, I would talk to my coach like, hey, I have this idea. And my, in my coaching calls, I was supposed to be talking about my essays and like <laughs> the preparation I was supposed to be doing for my MBA, but I would always move the conversation to part pick. And so at a certain point, my coach was just like, maybe you should pursue part pick. It seems like that's what you are focused on. You're not really paying <laughs> probably as much attention to your assignments as for the MBA prep as you should be. So maybe you should consider pursuing that. And it's kind of like, it's not like I was looking for permission from her, but I think that helps me to make the decision um, between her. And then when I came up with the idea, I also reached out to my mom and I was like, hey, you know, I want to, I'm thinking about this idea. Will you support me? And so I felt like I had, and she said yes. <laughs> and so I felt like I had the runway. Um, even if it didn't work out, I still had a great support system. And I knew that Worst case scenario, I'll just go back and get a job. Like I've always been able to find work and, you know, have built good relationships. So I wasn't really too scared and the risk seemed low to me. 
um, you know, I was still young. I was only 23 when I came up with the idea for Part Pick. So I figured like, I can always go to business school. I have more time to do that. Um, but maybe I won't always have the ability to pursue this business. So let me go ahead and try it and see what happens. So started Part Pick when you were 23. Um, glad you did because it worked out really well. Um, ended up selling Part Pick to Amazon uh, when you were in your mid 20s. What was it like to sell a company that you created um, from nothing and built it up? What was it like to sell that to a company like Amazon? And after selling a company to Amazon in your 20s, what did you see as your next journey? Yeah, so it's kind of surreal now to think about it. I was 27 when I sold the business to Amazon. And the to think back about all the conversations and all the negotiations and all the things that I had to figure out <laughs> at that early age, um, yeah, it's kind of surreal to think about now because at the time I was just moving. I was just, you know, figuring things out. Um, but it was a huge undertaking to do. Um, I think I was able to find people who could help me, advise me during the, the time, even though I really didn't know too many people who had sold businesses before. So um, I really had to think hard about who could I reach out to that could help me in this process and at least let me know, is this normal? The things that they're asking me to do, like, are these conversations reasonable? Um, because honestly, it was just a really tough you know, tough negotiations, tough back and forth. So it was important for me to level set with folks. But um, yeah, the experience of doing that at such a young age, I think is, has really shaped what I do now because um, it was, it was so hard. It was so challenging to be able to um, build the business, raise money for it, um, and then eventually sell it. And I think it was too hard. And so I'm, all my work now is to make things a bit easier for people that are coming up behind me. Um, and so, yeah, I work on anything related to getting resources and support to diverse you know, Black, particularly entrepreneurs. That's what I focus on right now because I do feel like, um, yeah, the journey was a little bit too hard <laughs> for me. Of course. We see a lot of people, they reach, um, you know, certain amounts of success and then forget about, you know, where they came from and forget about giving back. So really love that now uh, you're in a position to give back and give um, entrepreneurs who are in the same shoes as you the resources they need. Um, but one more follow up about PartPick, uh, because we understand that uh, PartPick was a tech company um, and believe that we read an essay that um, mentioned that, you know, you were focused on marketing in college, um, but then created this massive and wonderful tech company. What's your advice for, um, you know, like learning different industries when you're trying to create a business in your 20s? And what were some of the resources that you utilized uh, when you were younger? Yeah, so um, my advice there is to keep your eyes open and look for sparks, um, look for inspiration. So for me, working at Google straight out of college, that was a spark for me. Actually, going back to when I interned at Google when I was still in college. When I was having conversations with some of the folks that were interning on the engineering side, and they told me what they were making as engineering interns, and what, and I compared that to what I was making as a business intern, that was the first spark where I was like, hmm, maybe I should have chosen engineering as a <laughs> degree instead of marketing, because um, they were making like double what I was making as a as a, a business intern, but really I hadn't had a lot of exposure to engineering as a field. So I never really considered that as um, a major, but that was the first thing that made me like, hmm, maybe I should start spending time with 
engineering majors or like, you know, engineering students. And then even when I got to Google full time, you know, trying to involve myself with things that were outside of my, just my role. Um, so like just meeting people, talking to people and feeling comfortable to get out of the box of what I was doing. Um, so that's one thing. And then when I came up with the idea for Park Pick, I at first thought, oh, well, maybe this is my chance to learn how to code and learn how to build apps and everything. So my first plan was to go to <clears throat> go to a boot camp and learn how to build what I thought I could build Park Pick, but quickly learned that even if I could learn how to build a website or an app, which I did do courses to figure out how, you know, HTML, CSS, some basic Java, you know, to build our first part pick website. I realized though that that was not gonna be anywhere close to enough to build an actual computer vision system. And that I would have to go and find people that had, you know, 10 years plus of experience in that space to be able to build something that was gonna be really of value. So that's when I realized, okay, this is the time to go and talk to people. Again, go back and talk to engineers, talk to people who have more of expertise with this and <clears throat> get them to come on board to help. Um, and so that's exactly what I did. I was lucky to be close to Georgia Tech and I was lucky to still be look, looking pretty young. So I went on campus, you know, I had my backpack on and I just started talking to people. And that's, you know, one thing led to another and I was able to find the right people to help me. So I would say, you know, it's really a matter of knowing your strengths and weaknesses and figuring out how you can get in community with the right people to help you. Yeah, Jewel, I, I love how you talk about uh, this idea that you need to go out and it's kind of like building your network. On a different note, how would you say your internship at Google, how did that kind of form you into what you wanted to do in business? So when you were at your, at your internship uh, at Google, who there kind of helped you, guided you, and kind of showed you what you're doing today? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the internship at Google, it really was just it just opened my eyes to this whole new industry. Like I did not have any concept of Silicon Valley before I went and did my internship. Honestly, <clears throat> I knew that Google was a company, but I didn't really know that it was like a huge company with, you know, thousands, tens of thousands at that time, now hundreds of thousands of people working there. I just, I did not have a concept of that at all. So going there really opened my eyes to that. I mean, this is a long time ago. So this is before like the internship movie and a lot more press and attention on Google. Um, so yeah, I just didn't know that. And being there, being on campus, meeting people, seeing how innovation really works and watching it things unfold, that was just so exciting to me and just gave me this energy around getting back. So I actually ended up graduating from college early because I was so, I was so set on getting back <laughs> to Google. So that was one thing. And then another thing was that um, I actually had really incredible mentors very early on. So there's a woman named Marcella Butler. She was um, my manager for my internship program. And she, I just looked up to her so much. She really took me under her wing and, and kind of showed me what it meant to have executive presence and like how to show up for your presentations and to how to um, set up coffees with people across the company and you know get to know people from different business units. Um, 
So it was her and a woman named LaFawn Davis. She was also another one who mentored me very early on and kind of showed me the ropes there. So that was really important for me because I was actually, I had my 20th birthday that summer. Um, so yeah, still pretty young and it was great to have those folks as mentors. And since you were so, uh, so involved in entrepreneurship and that was really a passion for you, what, uh, or, or how would you say this internship kind of fulfilled that need for this, you know, that drive, that passion for entrepreneurship? It really showed me entrepreneurship in a different way. So I was used to my parents' businesses where like there's a physical location where you go, you sit there for, you know, hours at a time, you meet with customers. That was my perception of what entrepreneurship meant. Going to Google showed me that you could come up with an idea, you could build technology around it, and you can release it out to the world or get people to pay you for it. And that is also entrepreneurship. And I really didn't know about that. So that exposure just opened my eyes up to the more expansive definition of entrepreneurship. And it made me excited of like, okay, what ideas can I come up with and then build something around that um, could help me to pursue entrepreneurship in a different way that's not tied to a building. And now you continued that career with Google all the way up to the point where now you are the head of startups in the U.S. for Google. How do you think that, was that what you ultimately were dreaming for or how did this come about? Because that is, that is truly amazing how you were able to go from internship to head of all startups. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely been a full circle moment. This uh, I, I joined in this role in December, uh, so almost a year in the role now. And I would not say that this is what I always dreamed of. Um, I, I probably couldn't have dreamed it up, but it just worked out so well that I've had this career where I've been able to um, work at a large corporation like Google and Amazon and build a startup. We'll build a couple startups now. And um, and I think it's like the, a really great full circle kind of culminating moment for me to be able to lead Google for startups because I care so much about startups. I've been involved with startups. I've built my own startup and now can just pour my attention into helping other startup founders and making sure that Google is doing the right thing and the best work on behalf of startups as well. But of course, you stay so busy uh, on top of working for Google, uh, leading again, as Michael said, um, there are startups in the U.S. You have your own venture capital firm, Collab Capital. Uh, we'd love to hear about what Collab Capital does. Collab Capital is a fund that I started with two partners. Um, we actually started it last year, but really launched raising for it this year. Um, and our focus is we, we see a huge gap in the um, venture capital space. We think that there is an opportunity to serve businesses that may not be unicorn type businesses, but can build great sustainable companies. Um, and so we built a model that makes it more flexible for, for businesses to figure out what type of business they actually are. So a lot of businesses die on the road to becoming a unicorn because they're trying to scale so fast and they're not, um, they're not thinking responsibly and in an intelligent way about their growth. And so what we think is that there need to be more mechanisms and more models out there that really pay attention to what is best for the business instead of what is best for the investors. Michael and I, we read an essay uh, that you wrote um, a few months ago. Um, I believe it was titled, uh, Why I've Always Had Two Jobs. 
Uh, we'd love to hear, um, you know, in this instance, now that you have these two really big things, uh, the importance of um, having multiple jobs and doing different things. Yeah, in order to do the things that I need to do, it, it has been useful for me to really maximize my time and have multiple um, hats that I wear. And so this year, you know, me being at Google has allowed me to pay the salaries of the people that work at Collab and really stand up the fund. And so it's a it's quite a practical thing. You know, I'm still pretty young, don't have kids. Um, so it's, it's, I have the ability to work probably more hours than most people do. Um, and I feel like, you know, while I'm young, I can really maximize the time that I'm working. And honestly, I don't plan on working a lot. I plan to retire early. So I feel like, you know, if, as for as long as I can, while I'm still pretty um, energetic, then it makes sense for me to do multiple things while I have the capacity to. And in this case, the roles that I have are very complementary to each other. So I'm definitely a better investor because of all the work that I do at Google. And I know for a fact that I'm better at Google because I have so much insight from my um, investing. So it's, it's complementary in this case. So Jewel, if I was to ask you one final question, I would just ask you, what would be your advice for a young entrepreneur today who might not know what to do or where to go or how to fulfill that dream that they have? Sure. One thing I would say is think about where you want to be in 10 years. Um, I think thinking about things on 10-year horizons has helped me a lot. So I thought about where I wanted to be. When I was 20, I thought about where I wanted to be when I was 30. And I'm happy to say that most of the things that I was thinking about have actually come true because I was really intentional about visioning for the future. Right now, I think a lot about where I want to be when I'm 40. Like I mentioned, I don't plan on working uh, past. I'm definitely not going to have two jobs when I'm 40. That's the plan. So I think a lot about things on 10-year horizons. And I think about working myself backwards. So if I think about where I want to be at age 40, um, I'm taking the steps kind of working backwards from there to make sure that I get there. So that's something I recommend for you if you're in your 20s. Just think about the future, think about where you want to be, and try to think about the steps that you can take to get there. And one exercise I would recommend is who are some people that are in the place where you think you want to be? Um, look at the things that they have available online. If you can, reach out to them. See if you can um, get well, we don't, can't really get coffee with people nowadays, but you know, see if you can reach out to them and have a conversation with them. Um, that I think has been really helpful to me because I've been able to make mentors out of people that were already you know, 10 years ahead of, of me from a professional perspective. Um, and that's helped me kind of shape and form the path that I'm on right now. So uh, the other thing I would say is don't be in too much of a rush. One, one learning for me for my 20s was that I was always in a big rush to get to the next thing. Um, and that meant that I didn't always have a chance to enjoy the moment that I was in. So like I mentioned, I graduated from college early. I was like in a rush to get to Google. Um, you know, I, I, I rushed through things in my early 20s and I would recommend people to really savor the moment that you're in Take, take advantage of the time that you have as a young person and don't be too much in a rush to, to get to the next thing. Julia, this was amazing. Thank you again for coming on to our podcast. Really appreciate um, just hearing about your journey and entrepreneurship, all the success that you've had. 
um, the guidance and resources that you've looked to give to uh, younger entrepreneurs uh, who are also trying to change the world as you have. Um, there's just so much great advice in this interview and get, again, just really appreciate it. Awesome, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Sewell. Thank you for listening to the In Their 20s podcast. For a full video version, please visit our YouTube channel. And for more information about Jewel Burks, please visit our website at inthear20s.com.